I've not always been allergic to it. Well, I've, actually, I probably have. I've just uh, not realised it and it's just got worse as I've got older. Once you know the basics of beer and what malt does what, uh, it recipe design's pretty easy. But then when it comes to making sure a beer is ready, it just, yeah, just having to rely on my nose. Who was that? I hear you cry. It was Sophie Durand, head brewer at Burnt Mill Brewery in Suffolk. It's about 10 miles north of Ipswich. Sophie is a previous winner of Brewer of the Year at the British Guild of Beer Writers. And I've known her for about a decade. All I know is that she's flipping amazing. As is Jager Wise, who's also on the podcast today, head brewer of Wild Card in Walthamstow, East London, a top tag team of beer excellence in my book. And it's really exciting to have them both on this edition of the Beer Beauty Podcast. Thanks for joining me. I'm Marvering Hall and I'm your host for the next hour or so. I'm a big fan of beer. I used to video blog about beer way back in 2010 and now I write a quarterly beer column for BBC Good Food magazine and online. Now listen, can I give you a heads up about this one, dear listener? You'll find that I very embarrassingly keep calling Jaeger Jaeger. I've smacked myself around the face repeatedly in shame for this abomination and I have apologised to Jacob profusely. I beg you, please don't make the same mistake with people's names ever again. I don't make that mistake on previous editions of the pod, but it might be a good idea for you to go back and check and tell me off if I have. Got loads of brilliant guests on previous podcasts. Um, all from Roosters Brewing in Harrogate. Miranda, co-founder of Duration Beer in Norfolk. Her and her husband Bates got together and produced this fantastic brewery with outstanding beers um, over in Norfolk and also the amazing women who've established their own female beer communities, Catherine, Amelie, Julie and Becky, not forgetting Fergus, uh, the head brewer of Adnams. I would love you to support my podcast. Give me a review, a rating wherever you find me, Apple, Acast, Amazon Music, Spotify and many others as well. So what else have I got for you this time around? Well, two more beer love notes, this time from Nix and Karen, and they grasp the chance to email me a voice message to give you the lowdown on the beers that float their boat. So all you got to do is pin back your ears to this pod for a little peekaboo surprise, because those love notes are buried deep within the podcast. And if you want to do the same, then listen very carefully to hear all the details of how you can send me your own ode to beer and be part of the last podcast of the season. So how about we get on with it then? Here's my chat with Sophie and Jager. So Sophie Jaeger, it's been a long time since we've seen each other and um, here we are in a virtual recording studio. Uh, I hope to see you again very, very, very soon. Now, as far as I'm concerned, you are, and I know so many other people say this, you are our two finest female head brewers in the UK right now. A lot of people talking about you and with good reason. Um, so thank you so much for joining me. Oh, thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. My pleasure. So let me kick off with you first, Enyega. Um, 
what's been happening at the brewery uh, in the last few weeks? Obviously, we've had International Women's Day. Uh, you know, what's happening there? What's happening new? Fill, fill us in. So I've literally spent the entire day on a canning line. <laughs> and that pretty much sums up our entire lockdown, to be honest. So, um, so yeah, just, just trying to keep going, um, uh, doing lots of canning, uh, lots and lots of delivering beers direct to customers. So, um, yeah, we're just really doing our best, really. Um, got lots of exciting new beers coming out. Ooh, yeah, yeah. What you got? What you got? We have just finished a um, a four can series, uh, which is going to be coming out next week, which is uh, part of like the Walthamstow Wetlands um, a project with them. So it is four birds who are native uh, or live in the area. My bird knowledge is is not that great, if I'm honest. <laughs> Oh, I'll tell you what, there's people on Springwatch will have you for that, I tell you. Chris Packham. Yeah, mate. Um, so I learned about a bird called the Great Crested Grebe. A greb, I don't know if I'm saying that right. Grebe, so, um, I think it's grebe, yeah. Grebe. yeah. So, um, so that's on a can, which is really fun. Um, so we've done two pale ales and uh, an IPA and a Belgian pale ale. Um yeah, so as 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 part of that, so um, I leave I leave the branding people to the branding, and I'm just worried about the beers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you say it's kind of like a, a, a kind of um, an association around Walthamstow wetlands. So, so what does that mean yes. exactly? Yeah. So um, what we've done is uh, we've got an artist to really to draw um, the birds that are, that are native or live in the local area. So and he's done an amazing amazing job. Uh, yes, yeah, so we're really excited excited for that coming out next week. Awesome, thank you very much. I look forward to that. And and you, you, honestly, the innovation coming out of uh, Wildcard has always been extraordinary. I think in terms of new, exciting, the the design can design is incredible. The recipes are incredible. It feels like you just don't stop. Maybe don't. Excuse <laughs> <laughs> me, don't. It's always been in your blood, then. That kind of like let's just keep giving uh, customers new stuff yeah i mean it's it's something that changed a lot when we got the canning line so it's about from about what 2017 2018 and we suddenly had this machine that could obviously we could package ourselves so and that just it's a complete and utter game changer so it means that you can go from idea to kind of complete package fi- final product in a really really short space of time. Yeah. So, um, and we, we've been so so lucky in this lockdown that we've actually had the canning line because I, I don't know how we would have survived without it. The fact that we we've been able to kind of set our own schedule and set our own pace. Um, I mean, the, I think the reality is beer in the UK is at such a high level at the moment um, that you really have to be you really have to be performing and if you want to be if you want to be brewing beers like with people like burnt mill so with some of the best brewers in the country like you 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 have to be kind of performing so if you want to be at that level so um so you're there so we're trying yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) more than trying you're so modest i I love it i love it and burnt mill of course sophie this is your brewery um and uh I'm actually drinking Multiverse Galaxy Strata Simcoe. It is delicious. 6% uh, 
right lovely. up my street incredibly fruity i get a whole like i get a whole boost of like apricots straight out oh. off the nose um but it's really full it's like it's like a whole basket a massive basket of fruit that someone's given you and gone here you go get out to the sunshine <laughs> tropical no it's like really lovely nice and full yeah oh they're all pretty yeah pretty big hitting hops in there mm, though, isn't it mm, mm, mm. You, you honestly your range is incredible what what kind of what kind of decisions do you make about um what brews to make because you know i've, I've also got in my little box mosaic fog 6.2 percent new england ipa glints collide oh, which i can't wait to have later because it smells amazing uh, this, uh, porters this strength and this complexity are all all, all my bag and i've got gardens of green you, and so so talk to me about decision making with your beers so, um, well, God, this year we've just been banging out the IPAs and mm -hmm. trying to get more into the dippers. Because the, at the end of the day, when people are in lockdown, sat at home, um, they don't have to go anywhere. They just want to drink the big hitters. Yes. And it's been a massive <laughs> demand for them. So, yeah, we've been uh, just banging them out, basically. Um, and our artist, uh, Can Design, uh, Josh um, often has ideas of what kind of artwork he wants to do um, and we can kind of swing on the back of that um, or our sales guys or directors um, just generally ideas for different series come up um, from everywhere really. Mm -hmm. um, the Fog series is our classic series I suppose mm. and um, we just have to keep that going because it just is does so well and it's nice to showcase the single hot beers explain your fog series for anyone who hasn't ever touched it because i know there'll be a ton of fans listening but then you know for people who are new to burnt mill talk through the fog series it was actually probably the first series that we started doing after getting things like our pintle and green path going and a few other beers experimenting and playing around and then when we started on our wet strain of yeast, um, we just wanted to showcase single hot beers and just, yeah, just went from there, really. So mm. we take some of our favourite hops and hops that are sometimes new and interesting and just do single hop foggy IPAs, um, <laughs> try and get the most out of the hops that we can. And it, it's been, yeah, really, really good. And it's nice to be able to explore and experiment all the different hops. Um, and then things that, from that, we've then developed the Gardens of Green, which is a dual hop series, and then Multiverse, so multi-hop series based around Galaxy. Um, and I love it. Love just it. about to start a new series, which is a Constellation series. Oh, and that will that will go, um, that will just fit right in with the kind of artistic, can designs that are going on and the kind of very futuristic kind of hollywood movie <laughs> space movie kind of shots that are yeah. on your cans they're amazing <laughs> <laughs> i mean gosh do, do you let the artist just go 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 and just like yeah just do do, do your worst which is actually you know amazing is that what you do yeah, Josh pretty much just takes everything and goes with it. Um, I think early days, uh, Charles, the director, had um, a bit more of an input, but I think, you know, Josh has got used to 
how the company works and oh, and they're good friends anyway mm-hmm. um and what kind of beers we're doing and so he has ideas and pretty much just runs with everything um in the artwork side of things and I mean, he's, he's just amazing with it all and all the can artwork is just gorgeous i think it's fantastic and you're talking about big hitters i mean jaeger is is it big hitters that are the preference or do you uh, are you into do you dabble in low and no sessionable beers as well oh um both actually so at the moment like sophie is a hundred percent correct uh like it's all about the big hitters at the minute i mean people people want to be drinking those like intensely strong um ipas really really hot forward very hazy um, however, however, so, saying that, um, we do produce a, a 2.7% award-winning, if I say so myself, um, mm. um, table beer, um, <laughs> because we've literally, well, we, we're not that long out of January, are we? So, um, that for us is like a massive, massive beer. And with a beer like that, like the real challenge is trying to get maximum flavor with with such a low abv yeah how'd you um, do it then how did you how'd you do that because I, I always look and go this where's the complexity coming in here yeah it's it's really hard is is the honest answer and it's it's challenging um so we we work with especially yeast um, and we work with some interesting malts um in order to try and keep the body in the beer um, and also we put some really interesting hops in there. Um, to be honest with you, I'm, I'm not really one for commercial trade secrets because I, I normally, I talk a lot and I will tell anyone <laughs> anything they need to know. But this is the beer that I'm kind of keeping my mouth shut on in terms of like how we make it. Because yeah. um, it's, it's yeah, the one yeah, that... Understandably. Yeah. <laughs> it's the one that brewers always want to know, is how are you doing that? And, you, and, and I'm just like, my, my, my lips are sealed on this. But um, it's, you yeah, know, it, it is challenging. And it's taken us a real a real while to get to get right. And I think the, the, the key thing is, it's 2.7%, but it can't feel like 2.7%. Otherwise, yeah. you're barking up the wrong tree, really. Exactly. It's got to feel like, I am satisfied. I feel like yeah. this is a juicy, just a beer that I would normally have on, on the Friday night when I finish work or whatever. Yeah, it's <laughs> got to have that feel, isn't it? The satisfaction for, for a drinker. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, I don't know if it's all right if I open my can now, but uh, <laughs> I've got Lucid Dreams, which I'm just going to crack it open. So this is a, a 5.6% New England IPA. It is made with a, a really, really cool oat mash um, with some hot barley on top of that and then dry hopped with um, Idaho 7 and Azaka 1. Um, not a Zaka one. I'm getting I'm confused. A Zaka. <laughs> I'm thinking a brew one. Oh, <laughs> uh, and and so tell us what characters does the, do each of those hops bring to the beer? Idaho Seven is just a pineapple party. It is mm. all about pineapple, uh, but like crystallized, very sweet, kind of like tinned, almost like tinned pineapple. Oh yeah. Um, and it is. It, it's quite. It's quite overwhelming in a way that I haven't seen from any other hop. Um, so it, it has what I would describe as, um, 
you know they the kind of top notes of the flavor profile it's mm. all about yeah the top light delicate bouncy notes so it's 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 absolutely 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 fantastic and um the azak is bringing a really interesting like grapefruity tropically edge to it so the whole the whole beer is just tropical.com oh yeah <laughs> which is uh, which is exactly what we want um, all right, yeah, all so, right. That sounds like a proper summer beer. Then I'll have to get is. some. Get someone. I'll have to get some in, man. I'm so. Uh, you know, my the beer budget has gone insane. The beer budget <laughs> has been blown. It's been blown these last few weeks, girl. Um. So yeah, I have to get some in. Lucid dreams. Awesome. Awesome. Your can design, by the way, as well. Just epic. Yeah. So um. Who, who does this for you? Who does the design for you? I would love to take some of the credit, but unfortunately, mm. it's got absolutely nothing to do with me. <laughs> um so this is you've got enough to do though ain't you come on (laughs) um so what we do is is we're working with um basically special selects specially selected artists artists who we feel are kind of underrepresented in kind of the art world so um so this is a a lady called karina and uh, she she's an amazing amazing uh cartoonist she does a lot of like um like manga a lot a lot of in really super interesting cartoons and she has done uh she's a massive craft beer fan um she worked at uh, clapton craft for a very long time um which which is a bottle shop down here in london and um so she made this for us and the theme kind of was like summer vibes like tropical summer vibes that that was kind of the theme because my kind of thinking is I don't know about you guys, but I'm I'm quite sad <laughs> after after this horrible 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 like year we've had. Mm, um, mm, mm. So we wanted positive vibes only. Was kind of yeah, the, that the makes group. sense. Totally, totally um, makes sense. That's not sad. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. the tagline is uh, "Join us for a bit of otherworldly escapism." <laughs> mm, um, so we're, we're like pretending it. it's not freezing and uh, yeah, yeah. things are, 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 are a little bit nicer. We're on the cusp of that, though, right? So that's great. This uh, sounds fantastic, and I love the sound of Karina. I, I oh, love how awesome. you kind of you're supporting um, artists as well, because particularly in this last year, with all sorts of industries being absolutely grounded to the floor you know our creative artist arts industry right down there as well so yeah, um yeah. brilliant brilliant yeah. nice one nice one um sophie on the big hitter front is that um is that what burnt mill is all about or do you dare to go low Ooh, we have been low <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was a long time ago um i mm-hmm. know we we um managed to get a 2.8 percent um beer out it was a couple of years ago um but since then the lowest we've done is pintle really mm. um but which is our sort of house house beer um 4.3 sessionable ale um I don't know if we'd at the moment look to go that low again. Um, I suppose it's about demand as well, isn't it? What the yeah. customers are buying and what the customers tell you they like, you're just you're gonna stick with it, aren't you? Does yeah, it exactly. Make sense? Mm. Yeah. So not at the moment, but it's it's definitely yeah. There's still the the master brew sheet for our low ABV beers, so yeah, yeah, we're yeah. keeping hold of that. 
And um, Sophie, you're all about the International Women's Day Collaboration Brews, which, of course, has it been going like for 10 years now? Because I mean, eight. I, I, it's eight. I, yeah, I, I, feels, I can't believe it. It's mad. So how how do you how do you characterize that whole time then? Because you know how have things changed? Because we met ten years ago, Jaeger. We met ten years ago as well. Like I mean, this is mad. How have things changed, Sophie, in terms of number of female head brewers and and um, that willingness for collaboration? Oh, it's it's been crazy. Um, yeah, I mean the over the last eight years or ten years even, the amount of women in the industry has just boomed. I think mm. um, it's so nice to see more women getting involved and just having that passion and the love for it. And um, it's becoming less of a, oh, a faux thing for women to be drinking beer yeah. and yeah, it's yeah. becoming much more acceptable i think these days mm. there's still a lot of um battles i think um particularly among the probably slightly older generation mm. but um yeah no it, it's been so amazing to see the industry grow and the diversity in the industry as well it's been incredible it is bonkers because it's totally changed since i started writing 10 years ago Mm. And, and, and it's beautiful it's beautiful to see it's beautiful to see um and you and you were both like out there fighting doing it for the longest time i mean you know you you pioneers it to, to my mind uh i'm, I'm sure others would agree i mean yeah how's it changed for you what have you seen in terms of changes honestly the sheer number of of women who are kind of coming through the ranks has been incredible to watch. I mean, I, I think back to like, Soph, do you remember the first international uh, uh, collaboration brew day was, a, um, was at, at your place? Brentwood, yeah. And we had what, about eight, 10 of us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe 12. And I was a newbie. Like I, I came to the brew day in like a short little skirt. <laughs> like seriously <laughs> and, like, How did you get on with that? <laughs> yeah, seriously. And like, and, and like Sophie is the most polite human on earth. So she didn't tell me where to go, but she just looked at me. <laughs> she, she looked at me with a look like, come on, come on, this is not how we brew, darling. Um, oh, God. Have you got something uh, else in the car? Like, yeah, you know, oh, some trousers. <laughs> but, um, but, but things are very different. Uh, things are very different. And, and I, I, I find it quite, I find it moving and inspiring and, um, it's amazing to see women not only in brewing, but women who are rising up through the ranks, women who are becoming head brewers, women that are becoming company owners, women who are really getting to the top of their game. Um, and I think it's just, a, it's, um, I'm a privilege to be part of this industry, really. It's wicked. It is. It's, it's amazing. And me, I'm just a gob on a stick. I'm just looking. I've got my nose pressed against the window watching yeah, but... you all doing stuff. And so I, I have such admiration for you all. But you yourself, I mean, you you were doing this like before it was cool. Like I remember when, when we met, it was when? 2012, 2013. And yeah, you were one yeah. of the few um, uh, bloggers in the game. You know what I mean? So uh, just a, a round of applause for yourself as well. 
You're listening to the Beer Beauty Podcast. How are you doing? I'm Marvin Cole, your host for the pod, and I've broken up the party between me, Jager, and Sophie to bring you more brilliant beer love notes. So keep listening because we'll get back to the guests soon. But now, ta-da, we have Nix and Karen. They sent me their voice messages about the beers that make them do a happy dance. Hi, my name is Nix and I live in Glasgow. One beer that I can always fall back on in any season is Pogo from Wild Beer. I absolutely love the fresh, tangy flavours that complement the hoppiness feel and especially the addition of the guava. Um, I grew up in India and guavas bring back all sorts of wonderful childhood memories for me. Uh, Closer to home, Hidden Lane Brewery's Tropical Ale has a similar big, bold citrus flavor uh, that's really well balanced with the sharp bitterness that I particularly love. I'm definitely looking forward to the better weather ahead and, uh, you know, maybe having a couple with beer pals out in the garden. Hi, I'm Karen Patel. I'm from Dudley in the West Midlands and I now live in Birmingham. My favourite beer is the New England IPA. Lots of different brewers do it. My favourite is probably the White Hag uh, Hopstravaganza. The White Hag are based in Ireland and they did it for their 20th anniversary. Hopefully they'll re-release that beer because it was just stunning. Um, I love New England IPAs because they're really fruity and juicy and some of them look like you're drinking a pint of orange juice which makes me feel a bit healthier. Uh, Some of the other New England IPAs I like include uh, Brewdog's Hazy Jane and Tiny Rebel's Electric Boogaloo and Jamestown's um, that's from Thornbridge Brewery as well. So that is my love letter to New England IPA. Thank you. Thanks for your selection, Karen. I love, love, love big, juicy New England IPAs too. So I'm going to list all of the ones you mentioned. And I might throw in a couple more because there are some absolute corkers at Soviet Burnt Mill Brews um, as well. And then Nick's from Glasgow, loving the tropical flavours in Pogo. That's produced by Wild Beer Co. And um, Hidden Lane Brewery's Tropical Scottish Ale. Nice one. Thank you very much indeed. One last chance for your beer or cider note. I gave the game away. We are talking about cider on the next pod, um, so I'd love to hear your note. All you've got to do is email me a 60-second voice message telling me who you are and what your favourite beer is. Hello at beerbeauty.co.uk is where you send it. Now on with the podcast. Let's get back to Jager and Sophie. How has life been through this ridiculous year of COVID? Because, you know, I had um, all, all from um, Roosters and Miranda from Duration were on just, you know, just talking about how how they've had to kind of really change streams in the business and do things, you know, maybe faster than they needed to because there were no pubs to send cask beer to, right? And they had to change the whole distribution method and all that sort of thing. So how has it been for you in your breweries and in terms of how you've been able to meet customer demand, Sophie? Well, we were a bit like Jager. Uh, We were very, very fortunate to get our canning line put in place January last year. So... um, we had that flexibility to within a week completely turn our production around from 
probably 70% keg and draft mm. to all to can. Mm -hmm. um, wow. It was very drastic. Wow. Um, but yeah, we thought we're very, very lucky that we had that. Mm. And we had a our web shop that was in the pipelines. The web shop was being built and getting ready. And that was just super fast tracked. Mm. And it's like, quick, get it out, get it online. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, and, no. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, yeah, it's just about being adaptable. And actually, as a small team, it's it's far easier to be adaptable than you know the the larger companies mm -hmm. and it's been the same for you yeah in terms of like whether obviously you know you're canning lines there did were there any kind of things that you you had to bring on stream a lot quicker so we made the decision really early on because it was very it's very up in the air like like no one knew what was going on we had loads of festivals booked in loads of events booked in etc etc then everything kind of stopped really suddenly didn't it um around about international women's day <laughs> this time last yeah, year actually yeah. so we just about managed to do that um and we made the decision really early on like do we stop or do we try and and, and keep going um and, and we decided to to try and keep and keep going and i'm so glad we did because no one envisaged that we would be still in the same situation a year later and it's looking like a further a further what a further three months at least um until we're kind of hopefully out the other side um and just like like both uh, both me and the brewers and and the sales team and everyone like they all have somewhere to go every day which is it's just not the case for a lot of people. A lot of people are at home and not seeing many people and it's 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 really, really hard. Um, so just, I mean, similar to Sophie, so we, we didn't have an online shop. Um, we created an online shop overnight, literally. So um, our bar manager for one of our bars, she became our shop manager. Wow. Uh, she's, yeah, she's, yeah so, so she's still our online shop manager. Okay. Um, okay. She's um, taken to it quite well. And like even myself, like I was covering the shop yesterday, um, and I, I I now find it unbelievable that we weren't doing it before, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which yeah. is, is is something quite interesting. Um, yeah, just we weren't doing it before, and I think I I think back and I think, wow, there's so much revenue. Mm. like we could yeah. have potentially had that we were missing out on but then i think you know i think the, the circumstance the circumstance was just unprecedented and the thing is though i think a lot of people i think this is something that i'll said actually um even though as society opens up through the year there's going to be a a hard core of people who are like well you know what I'm staying here. I'm a bit. I'm a bit reluctant to go back out. I actually enjoy ordering in. I, I think there's going to be a change of mm. mindset that's going to stick with a lot of people. I think you're right. Yeah, I would agree with that too. I, I'm afraid of like. Well, I'm not afraid, but I'm feeling like, how am I going to react when I do end up going into a pub that has like more than you know five people in am i going to be flailing my arms around punching people because i'm just like what are these people around me i'm like what 
you know, like, I don't know whether I'm going to freak out because I'm so used to being in the house all the time. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think you're absolutely, I think you're absolutely correct. I mean, I had a bit of a freak out in, um, I think it was in like Sainsbury's or some or somewhere like that. But it was somewhere with a lot of people. <laughs> it's amazing how quickly you get used to the situation. And it's like, like now I'm really, really used to my work colleagues. And one of the reasons that we've been able to keep going is because everyone either walks or cycles to work. So mm-hmm. our, our risk at work has been like cons- considerably lower than in other workplaces. And that's a big part of the reason why we were able to keep to keep going. Like I buy all my food like between like the independent shops in in like East London and my local co-op. Like I have just haven't been around people, and mm. it's it's a really weird situation um, to suddenly have like people around you again. Um, and I, I'm hoping that that's that that for everyone is just a temporary blip, and we'll all get back to normal. Um, but I do think the beer industry, in terms of the way customers are purchasing, I do think it's forever changed. I don't think there's any going back. Yeah, I think I'd agree with that. There's uh, so many people who have got used to sticking inside in, indoors. And also, you know, a lot of people have families and things like that. And people who regularly went out once or twice a week to the pub or local bars. And, just probably getting got used to st- stick inside and ordering their beers and i think there's going to be a lot of that continuing yeah yeah i'm definitely i i i think i'll be probably going out less but ex- but if my local microbrewery micro pub rather opens at the top of the road i am going to be in it in it like i was drink drinking from the tap yeah right like going to get my lips underneath this this here which was that one hop and scotch um hop and hopscotch brum a wonderful place austin and i used to be in there three four nights a week um that's outrageous <laughs> actually when you think about it but um they're brilliant you know and they just knew this stuff brilliant beers cask and keg as well as whiskeys and gins and wines and rums and and it was just a t- one little unit so i'm like how do they pack all of that in and you know it was just busy like every night of the week so it'd be great to see places like that back like soon 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 and you know what I wanted to ask you, because uh, I'm asking everybody this, you know, what's the, what's your favourite beer from your own range that you brew, but also um, give me a heads up, and this is suggestions for listeners as well, about um, other beers that you like, love, uh, you know, that you admire. So, um, Sophie. Oh, well, that's a tough one, isn't it? Considering I don't drink it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, yes. We were talking about this before. Of course not. Oh, God. Okay, then. So that's a... Um... <laughs> so anything other than beer? <laughs> Marvin's peddling, well... peddling backwards, peddling backwards. Well, peddling backwards. Uh, <laughs> when we... Um... When we have produced it in the past, uh, Steel Cut is uh, fabulous. And it, that is a 100% oat and oat based with a bit of buckwheat, a bit of maize. Um, so no wheat and barley. Uh, for those people that are listening that don't know, I am allergic to wheat and barley. And I so I don't drink any beer at all. I just smell it. 
Um, it's gobsmacking yeah, so- that. It's gobsmacking <laughs> that. And I totally forgot that. And we were talking about it before. And I was like, uh, and then Dumbo Marv asked you the question right here on the pod. It's okay. I don't care. It's okay. Um, but then uh, really people listening who didn't know that would be like, wow. So how do you, how does that work then? How does that work then, Sophie? Well, I've not always been allergic to it. Well, I've, actually, I probably have. I've just uh, not realised it and it's just got worse as I've got older. Um, yeah, so I've had, uh, what, maybe 10 years, uh, eight to 10 years in the industry, uh, brewing, um, drinking. So getting to know the ingredients and everything else that way. Um, so, I, you know, you know, once you know the basics of beer and what malt does what, uh, it recipe design's pretty easy. And then the hops, you can just do your your rub and sniffs and sort of sticking your bag in a, uh, your head in a bag of hops is just wonderful and just getting all those aromas. And, you know, you have the descriptors on hops as well. So you just think, oh, that's interesting. Ooh, I wonder if that'll work with that and all that kind of stuff. So it's quite simple. Um, but then when it comes to making sure a beer is ready, just, yeah, just having to rely on my nose. Um, we've like, we always make sure we do a dust hull check on our beers, make sure it's all nice and clean before we put it on to chill. Um, and we always hand it around at least three, three to four people around who, who's in the brewery at the time. Um, just to make sure that it's confirmed amongst everyone that it is good and clean to go on, on to chill. So yeah, the nose is still very important. Okay then. So non-beer then, what's your favourite drink? What, 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 what other drinks do you like? Other alcohol? Um, so I really liked uh, <laughs> kind of twist of the arm. I've had to get into cider a bit more, um, but really enjoying some ciders. Um, and then other than that, just stick to the gins and some wine. Ooh, no, no cider. Yeah, yeah, big gin lover. Oh, yeah, yeah, love my gin. Got um. Susanna from Little Pomona is coming on soon on the podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah bit, their ciders are great. Yeah. They're lovely. Man, I'm looking forward to getting into them. So I'm glad I'm glad you got that recommendation there. Okay, cool, cool. Sorry about the dumb question. Listen, I'm recording <laughs> this at Friday, five o'clock. I've had a hard day. That's my excuse. All right. Yeah, that's, I'm sticking to it. <laughs> I don't care. I don't, I'm so sorry. Jaeger, so what about you? Your favourite beers of your range and, and what you admire? Do you know what I would say to 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 what Sophie just said? I admire Sophie a lot. I know she knows this, but um, I think it goes to show the importance of like sensory training and like just being like sensory aware. Because because I'm because Sophie will know this, but like you can tell like ninety five percent of a beer from its scent. You really can. Um, so yeah, I, I am in complete awe of 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 Sophie and just the level her nose has to be at in order to to do what she does every day. Um, totally agree. Totally there's not agree. a lot of people who 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 could do that. Um, so beer, beer. Okay, so um, um, you know what we've been doing at the brewery, right? So we are moving back into cask beer, which is something that is um, super, super excited about. So I've just taken on a pub down the road, um, which is a very, very old pub called, um, it was called the Warren Officer, but we are what? renaming it back. To, the Warren yeah, Officer. Know, Hang on a minute. Yeah, the Warren Officer. 
Yeah, I know. So we are renaming it. I don't know if you know this. We're renaming it back to its original name, which is the Tavern on the Hill. Um, nice. So very, very old pub. It's been there for hundreds and hundreds of years. Um, so I'm going to have to start making cask beer mm-hmm. to go into that pub. Um, and obviously when you, you can't, you can't just, I've, I've been dabbling in cask for a number, a, a number of years where I've been kind of like in and out of cask beers, but now it means I have to kind of make a, make a consistent supply. Um, so yeah, I'm really looking forward to, to kind of applying like modern principles to quite like traditional styles, which should be really interesting. Brilliant. And have you decided yet what the first cask will be on uh, at the bar? bitter in it it's got to be a bitter <laughs> it's got to be a bitter like like it needs to be brown yeah. <laughs> it needs to be so the, the opposite of all the other stuff we've been doing so and honestly i'm really looking forward to it so we we've had it we've, we've done a lot of cloudy hazy uh other stuff i want this pint to be clear i want it to be brown <laughs> bright and brown and yeah, yeah, yeah. um right. like four Four, 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 four and a half percent. Like it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. So I'm looking forward to that. Oh, congratulations um, on taking it on. What's the time scale on it, Ish? So we, we are doing our launch on April the 12th. Can you believe? Yes. So, um, so we must be probably the first pub in the UK who's doing, uh, who's opening in the middle of lockdown. <laughs> okay, no, that's good. That's excellent. Congrats. Uh, uh, um, outside only so it's going to be an extreme challenge but however like it's a pub that has been really crying out for a number of years um for kind of like for more for more so um so i'm i'm just just, just so excited to be and it's five minutes from the brewery <sighs> Um, can't beat that it's five five minutes of the brewery so we've got a great food vendor we've put a kitchen in we're gonna have sunday roasts which i'm so excited about it's all very exciting you can you know you can't beat a good pint of bitter no no just when it when it's been done well and when it's been served beautifully oh yeah delish delish and and i like the challenge the whole challenge of just like doing it on april the 12th and lots of outdoor oh. heaters so given you've got plans for this year with the new pub then jager so what else is on the cards or what do you feel are your hopes and maybe your fears for this year as we try and battle covid and hopefully covid goes into the background and we can you know march forward to um a way we used to be I've been really enjoying the pace of the experimental beers that we've had to put out in the last year. So I am hoping that the market kind of allows us to keep doing that. So um, I'm hoping that people keep buying online, which would be really good. Um, Personally, um, I've been doing lots of uh, the BBC food program. Yay! Yay! (laughs) So, um, I've been I've, I've been really really trying to focus on, on, on that. Um, uh, I've had I've had my contract extended, which is really oh cool. my gosh, that's amazing. Uh, oh, let me ask you now, what's your most favourite um, report you've done in the last year? Oh, um, there is one actually. There, 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 there's been a number. There's been a number, but the one that really stands out in my mind because it's like tick off the bucket list kind of experience which was uh, about a month ago, I did a show on tea. 
and it was called Everything Stops for Tea. So if anyone wants to check it out, they can go on the BBC Sounds um, app and download the episode. And I got to talk to one of the world's very few masters of tea. And um, and he went through a tea tasting with me, but like at professional level. And I've, it's something I've always, always wanted to do is to try and apply um, the kind of like, because obviously, I, well, I don't know if you know, but I'm a sommelier and try trying to get that same knowledge and see if it's transferable across other drinks. Um, so yeah, so he went through everything with me and then I, I just felt like a eureka moment. Like I completely, I felt like I got it. I understood it. Like I was able to pick out all the nuanced little flavors and everything. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> oh wow. It's like an epiphany moment then with the tea. It was like, yeah, just, yeah, uh, just incredible. And just mm. to be able to meet someone like that, like, yeah. like when are you ever in your life going to meet like a, a master tea expert, like, like, like one of a few in the world mm-hmm. just the experience is just it's it's really really mind-blowing so that's probably one of my favorites so so everything stops for tea um check it out on a uh, bbc sounds if yeah you, if you I'll, wicked i'll put the link then in the description so if everyone can listen straight from here that'll be wicked oh so you, you've a newfound love of tea then after this mate so mm-hmm. you know you, you know what's really but i say really bad it's really great who am i kidding mm-hmm. um so i got sent a lot of tea tea leaves from twinings mm-hmm. and i've gone from within the space of a month never having drunk a tea leaf in my life so i've never drunk anything outside of a tea bag right now i'm blending my own english breakfast blend <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! It grips you. <laughs> that is amazing. So you have to you have to have your own tea show now because that sounds amazing. And 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 it, it actually what it does and what you know the the report that you did opens people's eyes as well because if you if I mean I'm just a Tetley girl. Do you know what I mean? Like builders tea. Um. So. It's, it makes me think, oh, is tea really something to really explore and open the mind to? I think that's what's really cool about the food programme anyway. Yeah. One of the things that's really cool is just that all this beer knowledge, all this work that like Sophie and myself and yourself are all doing, like these are transferable skills. Like these are skills that can be used in the wine industry. You know what I mean? The coffee industry, the, you know what I mean? Like, like it's, it's a real fun, it's a real amazing it's amazing knowing about beer, but it's also like a, 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 an amazing foundation if you wanted to do something else as well. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. And we're going to share the details and we're going to dive into some tea. We are going to dive into some tea for sure. Sophie, um, I'm interested to know kind of what you what your hopes and fears are for this year, because, you know, we're all hoping that things are going to kind of feel a bit more like they used to. Um, and, you know, festivals are going to be back on and all the rest of it. What are you thinking? Oh, my hope is just to go and have a drink in a pub. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah, I really, really do miss a pub. Um yeah it's hard it's hard to think about it because we've been in lockdown for so long um but yeah no I'd hope that we can just go to pub I want to go and give my best mate a hug um but for me in little old Suffolk life will kind of carry on as fairly normal 
um, apart from being able to socialise. Mm. Which pub would you go to? Which is your first pub you're going to go to? Uh, probably the one across the road from my house. Awesome. <laughs> just, just a little saunter over there and a little stagger back. Yes. <laughs> yeah, probably. Wicked, 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 wicked. Yeah, we've, um, we, the pubs in our area um, are fairly sort of mainstream in terms of their beer selections and drink selections, but they're, they're nice local pubs and nice friendly people behind the bar and you know you know you get to know the familiar faces that drink in them and stuff but I mean, they don't have anything exotic and I say exotic sort of anything special in terms of craft beer or craft ciders or anything like that but yeah just good local friendly pubs. Do you find when you go to a pub and you've had a drink do you just start chatting to anybody and everybody in the pub um, and making new friends or is that just me? No, no, pretty good at chatting to anyone and everyone that is willing. <laughs> willing, yeah. They can't get away from you. You're like, listen, and I've got this other story. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's me. Um, so listen, you know, one of the last things I wanted to ask you, um, we've been talking about beer, 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 of course. Who are you outside of the brewery? Well, my other passion is horses. Um, I've got a 10-year-old mare, a little Andalusian Spanish thing, and just love to have fun and play around with her. Um, go riding, lots of sort of playing around on, on with groundwork. And, What's her name? Yeah, just really enjoy. Uh, Fruity. <laughs> she's yeah she's a, she's a little madam sometimes <laughs> that, that that obviously feels like the name was fitting if you're saying <laughs> yeah i think so <laughs> have you always been into horses then yeah yeah i've had horses since i was uh, what about 11 um oh, so uh, yeah awesome awesome they're just always been part of my life and always will be good 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 what 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 does your love of horses give you cerebrally would you say um just when i'm there i just don't think about anything else i don't have any other focuses on my mind i'm just sort of very present with the horse and it's just just my therapy, I suppose, and just my relaxation and just to get away from everything in the world and, yeah, just enjoy being with the animals and being outside. It's lovely. And does Fruity love you? Do you know? Well, bloody hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Spend enough money on but her. But you know what? <laughs> <laughs> I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. But I suppose yeah. I know... I, it sounds like a silly question, but like I know when Meatloaf like loves me when he butts his head against my arm and like brr, brr, yeah. brr, 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 and pad 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 on my chest, right? So like, yeah. how do you know that, <laughs> that Fruity loves you? <laughs> yeah, you know, she. Whenever I come into the field, she always walks down to see me, and yeah, she likes like just enjoys being in my company as well. Awesome, and we can just chill out together and just hang nice and relaxed and yeah yeah it's nice very it's it's very special relationship that you can have with a horse oh no that's lovely i have to come and see her i have to come and see her yeah she'll probably run a oh, mile for yeah. me anyway but there you go <laughs> 
come and visit. Yeah, we'll do, we'll do, we'll do. And and Jager, who are you then? Who are you outside of the brewery? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and you know Who what? I, I? I don't know. What? What? Did, how do you? How do you chill out? What do you do to chill out? Uh, like to just take your mind off things. Honestly, I really struggle to chill out. <laughs> it's been a, um, it's been a, a thing this year that I've noticed is I struggle to to switch off. So um, I think I think the next year is going to be dedicated to more pointless activities. Um, <laughs> and like doing like, yeah, and trying to, to, ha- to have that space. Because when Sophie was just, just describing that, like, I feel jealous of that. <laughs> like, I feel genuinely. Yeah, feel but Jager, don't you, do you still sing? Um, you know what it is? I, I do still sing. But my band broke up about a year and a bit ago. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. And I think, I think that for me was my escape. And like songwriting and performing and all that sort of stuff. It's just something that's like completely unrelated. And like not even in the mm. same sphere as beer. Um, yeah. So uh, uh, lead vocalist looking for band, if anyone is available. <laughs> <laughs> you should definitely slide back into that then, without a doubt. It has always been my my safe space, and I I I love it more than words. And um, yeah, it's been a very it's been a very revealing podcast. Uh, podcast this one. <laughs> good, good, good. It sounds like it's time. It sounds like it's time. Honestly, thank you so so much for your time. I really appreciate it because um, you know. Uh, I needed you. I needed you for this because to me, you are totally leading from the front, as the Americans say. Um, so thank you, Sophie, Jager. Wonderful to have you on the oh, podcast. Thank you for having us. It's been really good fun. It's been amazing. It's been amazing. Thank you. Ah, oh, thanks very much, Sophie Jager, two of the most influential and friendly female head brewers in the UK, in my humble opinion. Um, I do feel very proud and honoured to know them indeed. You can go and find them on Twitter and online, Jager Wise and Brew Sophie on Twitter. And I'll put all the details of the brewery um, in the notes as well. Now, don't forget, you can send me a 60-second beer or cider love note to me. Hello at beerbeauty.co.uk is where you send that file. And I'll be back next week with even more mates of mine, Susanna Forbes, who's shaking up the cider and perry world with the offerings from her and her hubby James's Little Pomona Orchard in Herefordshire, and the sensational beer influencer and vintage fashionista that is Kimberly Owen, aka Craft Beer Pinup from Instagram, will be joining me too. But that's it from me for now. Follow me on Twitter at Beer Beauty. On Instagram, I am at TV Marv, TV M-A-R-V. Don't forget to subscribe. Why not throw me some gold stars online if you like all of this as well? Hope you'll come back next time. See you soon.